I found a box of old cassette tapes. They weren't numbered, they weren't dated, and they weren't organized whatsoever. These are those tapes. Did I ever tell you when I went to that fair and I was robbed? Oh, recently? No, no, many years ago. I was a child with a wallet. Oh. And my child wallet was stolen. So you were robbed as a child. Right. I didn't technically go to the fair. I was taken to the fair, obviously. Right. You didn't go of your own volition. Right. Right. I was was brought to a fair. What were you, like eight or nine? If I'm remembering correctly, I won't say I was 15. Oh, I I feel like it's weird to call yourself a child at 15. I I couldn't drive. I know, but at the time, did you think of yourself as a child? Like, did you wear a little, um, were you wearing short pants and carried a large lollipop at all times? I mean, the lollipop was seasonal. Um, (laughs) Oh, I see. Yeah, not always the lollipop. I I mean, wore short pants. Lollipops are a summer food. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd have my slumber lolly, and I right. guess my shorts could be considered... I was a big fan of John Stockton. I don't know if you're familiar. I don't know who John Stockton is. He's so, so, an athlete, and he wore short-ish shorts. Okay. So I must What Stockton. sport? Basketball. Okay. Skiing would have been an outside-of-the-box thing for him to do in shorts. Yeah, true. I mean, some of the skiers would wear, like, tights with some mm-hmm. short shorts over them. I did... There are some photos of me doing that. Okay. But this in this situation, I was in my Stockton shorts. Okay. And... I couldn't drive. I couldn't shave. I didn't need to shave. So 15, yeah, I I felt like a child. Really? I felt like I was grown at 15. All right, maybe 11. Is that that better? Are you moving the age around? No, I want to know the actual age when you were robbed. I feel like I tried to tell you and I was attacked. I'm not attacking you. I'm questioning you. (laughs) There's a big difference. Okay. Well, if I'm honest, I probably was just growing out of my lolly phase right around 15. Okay. I mean, that's fine. We all grow out of it. Okay. so I think mine was from maybe 18 months to 19 months. I was interested in lollipops, but after that. 18 months? Yeah. I just don't remember ever having an active interest in lollipops. But you remember your parents giving you an 18-month-old infant a lolly? No, I'm just guessing. Oh. I don't remember a thing from that phase. But based on the fact that I have no memory of ever being interested in lollipops because... I am and basically always have been an adult. I have photos of you, though, when you were a child with a number of lollies. Remember when you gave me those photos? I did give you a childhood photo album of mine. Right. You said this As may a birthday come in gift handy. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank I you. didn't think it was like a, a, a novelty gift. I genuinely thought, this is very sweet. Oh, I was doing it. I, th- I thought I was doing it to be funny. Oh. To give you, it was very narcissistic to give you a... I would give it back, but I've put a number of the photos under glass. Well, I get—I was a beautiful child. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so, not in a creepy way. No, no, no. And then just uh, my parents would be approached round the clock with modeling offers when <laughs> I was a child. Like people knocking at your window or their Almost. window. Hey, can we get a look at? To that? be honest, it was usually at the mall near the Cinnabon stand. Oh, yeah. That's where I was briefly a child modeling scout, and that's where I'd hang out. Mm. But, again, not in a creepy way. No, it's fine. Yeah, because there's nothing cuter than, like, because Cinnabons are so huge. Yeah. That's they make children look even cuter. It's like a a little squirrel eating a, like, big sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'm there with, and I had an old-style photo and a hat with a little card sticking mm-hmm. out of it, and I'd go, wow. 
And then I'd say, I can print that off for you. Quite I believe, a looker. I believe someone could do that one time. Yeah, the, you can't the, say quite a looker <laughs> about a child on a mall more well, than they, once. They'd have the Cinnabon and it would look all, and the parents would be so like caught up in just trying to keep the child relatively clean. I don't think they always heard what I was saying. And then the dad would kind of scowl, but then I'd, ah, I'd do a, a face mm. and lighten the mood. But yeah, After I, you said what a looker about his child? Correct. Hmm. I, was, I don't, I believed everything you said yeah. up until this. Well, I'm Moment. just being honest. I told you I did it briefly. It was a short. <laughs> once. I mean, one week? Maybe. No. <laughs> you could only do it once. It might have been. Unless there were some very gullible parents. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're looking for, ideally. Wait, hold on, you were looking for... Sell I thought you were photos. looking for child models. Wait, I want to hold sell on, it. you're selling the photos back to the parents. Yeah. That's not, that's not being a child model scout. It's not? No, that's like the people at the restaurant who come to your table and take your photo and then sell you the photo back. That's who trained me. <laughs> the lady at the smokehouse? Yeah, well, um... The, her and then there's also a woman who's fantastic at it at um, um, El Compadre. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I do. I do have to say, let me be real for a minute. Sure. I do own several photos of myself at the smokehouse. So do I. Because I'll you, you have you. some drinks. Yeah. And then the lady offers you a photo of yourself and your friends and you feel like you all have phones. Yeah. But and yet, you feel so bad for the lady who has to sell people something they already have so much of <laughs> that you, it's a very strange economy, the, the she, restaurant photograph. She brings it back in, I want to guess, an eight or 10 cent frame made out of paper. There's no, yeah, oh, you're right. Yes, there is a paper frame. And I'd have that with me at the Cinnabon. So I was, I was freelancing because I didn't take the course. Those photography people offered me a lot of times. Mm-hmm. If I take their seminar and I, th- I think I got it, and I'd go to the Cinnabon try to do it myself, right? And then maybe that's why my career. No, I, I think I remember because I used to sell people photographs of themselves at the photo seminar. That's what do you the remember money is. that I was there? I d- I didn't go. I oh, you didn't in. wind up going. No. That that was a gig I had for a while. Is at the at those photo seminars where you would learn to do that. <laughs> I was the one who would take pictures of people there. And then as they were leaving, offer them a photograph to remember themselves at the photography seminar. And you made a killing? I made $155. Over the span of what amount of time? Seven years. Well, that's not bad. No. It was pretty good. I wasn't doing a lot of other stuff at the time. Yeah. And then what you probably (coughs) paid for your own materials, films and stuff? Yes. I did not break even. (laughs) I did not break even. Ah, That's that's a shame. But it's a good grift, though. Were were you in on it with the photography ladies or were you just you just show up on your own? I showed up on my own. So I would get tossed a lot because my costumes were not convincing. Why do you wear a costume? Uh, So that the ladies who ran it wouldn't recognize me. But I I was sort of, again, short on funds. So... It would have to be costumes I could, like, sort of find in a dumpster. So, like, um, someone else. What I would usually find them is someone who had quit a job. Yeah. And stormed off. Yeah. And been so incensed that they threw their current professional wardrobe in a dumpster behind an establishment. So, like, a spaghetti sauce covered chef's outfit and hat. Okay. 
From like a very upset chef at an Italian almost, restaurant. You're almost exclusively getting the tops of a lot of these outfits. Very few people. Very few get people so stop added. to pull the pants off. Right. Yes. So that's why the costumes were pretty unconvincing because I just have on, you know, what I usually wear like a long flowing peasant skirt and hirachis. As you're wearing currently. Yes. <laughs> and but then on top I'd have a chef's coat covered in spaghetti sauce. With the hat? And a chef's hat. Going in to a photography seminar to take photographs of the participants. And this, the, this was, a, you're not in the photos. No, no, no. Well, if, if someone wanted. Right. Because I, I'm not as attractive as I was as a child. Eating None a of us are, unfortunately. No, no. I was adorable as a child. And now I'm somewhere between a woman and a monster. <laughs> so what no one you- wanted a selfie unless it was sort of like, oh, look at this monstrous woman in a peasant skirt and chef's hat. <laughs> Maybe I'll selfie with her. So was that more the impulse to get in the photos or was it to elude the women running the seminar? Well, what I would try, I would try to blend in. That's what I don't get. Wouldn't you, wouldn't they notice you immediately with these? Yeah, $155 over seven years. So yes. But seven years you kept sneaking in. I was frequently noticed. Oh, I see. um, And thrown out, which is. Why is that? Papa John's delivery driver here this week. Last week, it was that Red Lobster chef. Again yeah. and again, you just kept duping Or I'd like I'm an obstetrician, so I'd have like a coat. How'd you get that stethoscope. out? A, a, a fed up obstetrician out the back of her practice, put her uh, jacket and her stethoscope in the dumpster. Did you have like an app that alerted <clears> you when <throat> someone fed up that would like ping you to that dumpster? No, I, I would be in an alley. <laughs> if you wanted free outfits, free costumes... All yeah. you have to do is wait in an alley for, I don't know, a month or so, <laughs> a month or so, and you will see someone emerge in a huff. During business hours or Almost exclusively, though, towards the end of the day, almost. Oh, I see. So at a restaurant, the end of the day would be, you know, towards midnight. Because I remember a phase when I would try to get together mm-hmm. and hang out with you, you'd say, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm camping in my alley. And I thought that just meant you were like busy were you, you were oh, genuinely no it was genuinely it wasn't like an alley it was a different alleys around oh. town like if you want to get a doctor's outfit you go to like a beverly hills alley mm-hmm. for a restaurant you could just be an encino and then you're sitting there for roughly a month at a time you finally get the outfit yeah seven years later you have 155 dollars yes and no reservations about how that time was spent no i mean everyone's on their own journey you know yeah, that's a weird one, though. I mean, I, I know word, a weird can be like a pejorative term. Yeah, but it maybe un, could have been more fruitful. Uh, I was living with a very rich man at the time, so there's no pressure for me to earn a living. He had no no qualms with you coming home smelling like <laughs> Ellie. No, this was John Stamos. And Stamos didn't mind the every weekend you were off shooting photos of. He was very busy. Oh, that's yeah, a- because he was on. Be, what was between Full House and Fuller House? Mm-hmm. Full and a half. I don't remember Full and a Half. It was, it was on for those full seven years. So he was busy shooting. Full I and remember a half. Fulling. Oh, Fulling. It- no, that's a different. That's the British version of Full House. Oh, okay. He wasn't on that. I thought he cameoed. Uh, he might have. We didn't talk a lot. We sort of let. We were living together, but leading very separate lives at the what time. What drew you guys together? Um, just, I, we were in a romance. Right. For the first three days. Three day romance started at the seminar or the No, three- I met him at uh, Maggiano's. So you live an eccentric life. You're Thank eating you. at Maggiano's, but then still hanging out in alleys. 
Well, <laughs> you're saying eating at Maggiano's as if it's the fanciest <laughs> restaurant in the world. It, it's, it, it costs money. Yeah, but they give you a pasta to take home. A lot of places So if do. you're on a budget, where, who else other than Maggiano's gives you a full pasta to take home? Name one place. <laughs> I guess I didn't understand it was a full pasta. Yes. When you order your dinner at Maggiano's, I can't believe I have to tell you this. They say, would you like a pasta to take home as well? And you can choose either. <laughs> They've never offered me that. You've never been there. I, I want to feel, I feel like I have. You clearly have not been there because that is the whole gimmick. Really? That's like not knowing there's a mouse at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I you was, order a pasta. I was confused. And and they're huge, so you're only going to eat a third of it. You get to get that one to go. I was thinking of pastianos, and you have to bring in your own pasta Oh, there. that's a ripoff. Yeah. It's a yeah, that's a terrible place. I lost a lot of pasta there. Anyway, sorry. You bring in You your... lost it, or you brought it in voluntarily? I didn't know the thing. I thought they were going to... So why did some... you have it with you? <laughs> I thought they were going to sauce it up for me, and then I'd eat it. I, I don't I... believe you. Yeah, well, I, no one told me. Again, I have very few role models in my life. And so I went that's in... sad. It, no, I'm a positive, upbeat guy. Hmm. I got taken to the fair, positive. Positive. I started my but own robbed. photo bit. <laughs> Did get robbed. Now that I look back on Which it, feel, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get back to it after we've talked about Bastianos and the fact that you willingly see. This is the thing I think about you. Okay. You went to the fair, which is a known place people get robbed. No you had a wallet, right. a child wallet, yeah. at fifteen. Sure. You were wearing shorts, which we all know is the easiest like thing to lose a wallet out of. That's like a known fact. I had I had sewn my own pocket in the back. Right. You know, and, and I don't feel like the pocket gave out. So someone... Went in there. But yeah. was it a very open pocket? It was a short pocket. I didn't understand spatial relations very well. Mm. And I'd made it about an inch and a half deep. Yeah, no, that's not a, po- that's not a pocket. That's a crevice. Yeah. In you hindsight. made it a, a shorts crevice. Yeah. And my wallet was just teetering out of oh, it. No. But I, I had my hand over it like a gunfighter a lot of the day because I was worried about it. And I was trying to be positive. How and can you go on a ride? How were you possibly. I would just sit on it. I know. But what about waiting in line? And Gunf- like that? What about like the gyrotron where you stand up and you're against the wall? Did you ride that one with your shorts crevice? Of course I did. And the gravity Jesus. did help pin it against the wall. You didn't have any supervision. <laughs> well, my mom kept saying, you look ridiculous. <coughs> Please stop doing that. Right. And I would just say, I'm a man. So you got robbed while your mother was there. She was holding my hand. The whole time. So I, your mother has one hand. Right. Your other hand is on your shorts crevice. <laughs> right. Clinging to your wallet with your life. Over it. I didn't want to touch it because I, I just thought, like, if I hover, someone's got to be quick to the draw to get to my wallet. I'll beat them. So you knew... Going into it, that there was a high probability that your wallet was going to get taken. But you went anyway. Yeah. Just like you went to Pastiano's with a thing of pasta. I went with a strainer dripping with water See? with the pasta in it, still kind of tossing it. These are terrible plans. But doesn't it seem like their, their advertising made it seem like they'd come in and go, ooh, and ladle me up some sauce. And I'd go, thank you. And then I'd bury it, like burrow into the corner and just eat all my pasta. But didn't their ad end, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was... Bastianos, we'll take your pasta for good. Yeah, but I which thought is they meant, very clear. But for good, like we'll, t- oh. we'll you know, for the, for oh, good, we'll do good things. We're gonna play semantics games. Well, you got. I mean, that's where my head was. I'm a positive guy, so I was thinking that that they were the good would be. Hey, what do you want, Alfredo? And I go, yeah, that sounds nice. And then they'd 
my thinking was I could control my portion size. So I right. bring in an amazing amount of pasta. They sauce me up. But in actuality, they just took my they pasta. They took it, yeah. yeah. Which is what Pastianos is. Which evidently everyone knows. I don't understand their business model. What, do they sell it to Maggiano's? Why I do they think, need so much pasta? I, mm, I think, I mean, in situations like this, usually there's like an evil person, right? Who wants all the pasta. <laughs> so it's probably not so much a profit model as some sort of villainous creature or person who demands like an unending supply of pasta. You're telling me I was duped by a villain? I'm just saying that usually at the, like, have you seen How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, of course I have. Yeah, okay. Everyone has. Um, you know, the dragons are taking the food to go feed this, like, monster that lives. Sorry, spoiler. That mm-hmm. lives in, like, a cave tunnel mountain type thing. Yeah. So probably what it is is some kind of pasta dragon or... A human butt with dragon-like characteristics who craves pasta. So they set up this business <laughs> to get as much pasta as they can. Are you guessing at this, or do you know more than you're letting on? If you go to the bathroom there, I have. I went one time to use the bathroom. Did you see me in there? I didn't see you that time. I tried time. to recoup some of my money by being one of those gum salesmen. Oh, you did yeah. in the bathroom, right? The women's bathroom, correct. No, I saw Mary Lou Henner in the bathroom. So it's possible that I saw her and was so mesmerized. She looks amazing. Yeah. And do you know she remembers everything? That's her thing? What? Yeah, she has, there was a, um, she was the producer of that show. It was like called Unforgotten or Unforgettable uh-huh. on CBS. I, I only think, ever watched. It was an hour long. Yeah. And she was, a, because she genuinely has one of those memories. So she remem- she would remember you. I don't remember seeing you because I was so mesmerized by Mary Lou Henner. Yeah. But she remembers literally everything that's ever happened to her. Wow. She was a weird... Yeah. So probably taxi was easy for her because she... To remember her lines. Yeah. Was fine. And then remember how to act well. Right. She remembered her acting seminars. Yeah. Which... That's handy. Yeah. But I know it's a great skill. But anyway, she was in the bathroom at Pastiano, so I was... I just feel like I saw a door. You know how the doors to kitchens, you've seen movies, flap open? This just jarred my memory a little bit. I do yeah. remember the flapping. I feel like there's a, a a framed picture of her in the women's restroom. You sure not thinking of that? I'm pretty sure I saw her. Did she say anything to you? Um, or did she just smile with her eyes open the whole time? She smiled with her eyes open, but that's a common facial expression. Yeah, for for photos. I mean, I've taken a few photos in my time, as we've discussed. So have you. Yeah. And a lot of times people don't, a lot of times they close their eyes or they're not making the right expression. But you definitely remember her blinking a couple times and saying words out of her mouth. Because I'm not her. I don't remember whether people blinked or not. Do you really remember? Have I blinked during this? I can't say for sure. Right. Exactly. Was I smiling with my eyes open? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You got me. Case there. closed, Your Honor. <laughs> so you got the f- the flappy door. So the flappy door. You see in the movies. It, oh, I just put my water down really loudly. That's okay. We're recording on a trampoline. <clears throat> oh right. Um, and I have to take deep breaths due to my pregnancy rhinitis. But um, yeah. So uh, Mary Lou Henner, I'm distracted. I don't see you. You may or may not have been there. I'm not questioning you, but you may or may not have. And then the door flaps, and I feel like there was a sort of ah. <sighs> From in the kitchen, and a glimpse of like sort of a big, pale form. 
Hill format. Like maybe like a ghost that demands a constant. Like the ghosts in Ghostbusters wanted hot dogs, right? Yeah. This might be that, but for pasta. You want to hear something weird? No, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) When I was, um, I don't want to say finally, but politely thrown out of the women's restroom with all my gum. Right. And I none of my pasta. I I felt something against the back of me because it it connects kind of to that hallway where you're talking about. Yes, yeah, where the door flaps open. Yeah, and you can briefly see the kitchen, like in a movie. I couldn't look that way though because someone had the scruff of my neck. The sure, shirt, when you're was, tossing someone out of a restaurant, he was doing the classic technique. Had right me by the so by the belt. No, he had the belt and top of shirt yeah. to begin with. And okay. then he moved around in front of me and was just holding the back of the top of my shirt. And okay. now he was in front of me. And I only remember that because... Wait, he'll back up a second because I'm in trouble picturing this. He has you by the back. <laughs> He's got He's me next in... to you, sort of, and behind. And he has the back of your shirt and your back of your belt. Yeah. They call that um, Falcon 1. As far as techniques go. Okay. So for tossing someone out. An F1. He's got okay. my belt. He has you in an F1. And then he moves where? He moves. So left hand is top of back of my neck. Okay. Classic F1. Right. Then he moves to G2, which is the grabber. So and he moves the other hand. Moves my, his to right hand. To the top hand. of the back of your shirt. Yeah. And, and then he, where does he go? And then his left hand now is pushing open doors and going, come with me, bucko. And I'm going, let go of my shirt. And he's dragging me through doors okay. and stuff. And okay. I smell all this pasta. I I'm looking around. No one's eating. And right. Because they brought their pasta in yeah. to give away. And they're, all, they're giving me these eyes that I, in hindsight I should have recognized that were like, got us too, man. It's not yeah. for the good. Right. And <laughs> yeah. at, when I got outside, the back of all my clothes was burned off. But Okay. But first you said he moved around in front of you. Yeah. While he had the back of your shirt. Yeah. And then you changed your story. No. What I'm thinking is he moved in front of me because (laughs) he knew maybe the beast that was in there, the pale thing, maybe it was dragon-like and shot some fire fire out at you. That's my only theory. Or is it possible that you didn't have a back of your clothes? And so actually, here's what I think happened. Okay. (laughs) You being... I don't mean to say idiot, but <laughs> well, let's, not let's smart, be careful with our language. Not smart about getting robbed. You had probably gone somewhere. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Okay. But you had gone somewhere wearing all your, like either wearing all your clothes or wearing one outfit, but with all of your clothes. I do all that of a lot. Them sure. In a bag. Yeah, of course. Literally every stitch you own. Yeah. In a bag, maybe to the dry cleaners. You've seen how I travel. That's <laughs> or typically what fold. I do. Right. So this is what I'm guessing. I'm piecing together. You had somehow gotten the clothes in the bag stolen. You set it down. Yeah. You got distracted by a bird or whatever. Maybe. And then the clothes you were wearing. Yeah. You personally, of your own volition. Yeah. Stood near too close to a fire or space eater. Got them burned off. And you thought... Well, I can't go to my regular job like this. What's a job I could have where you are almost never seen from behind? Yeah. I did sit in that Bathroom chair, attendant. Back to the, I like your thinking. So you went into Pastiano's. Right. I, don't, I doubt you ever even got any pasta stolen there. <laughs> Although it sounds like Whoa. you that you would. Whoa. You went in. You're attacking me. You went in un, unannounced and uninvited. Went into Pastiano's women's bathroom. Yeah. With the full back of your suit gone. I'm imagining you were wearing a suit that got burned off. <laughs> Because of your own, again, not idiocy, but 
something. Yeah. A mistake. Let's this call it a mistake several, that anyone can make. Several attacks now. Right. And that you went in and you positioned yourself with your back against the wall, hoping that rather than going to your job that night, which I, I'm not sure what you were doing at the time. I don't think you were doing the child model thing anymore. You back to the wall, worked as a bathroom attendant, hoping to get some tips. And instead, the guy... So I don't think he threw you out. Hold on. I don't think he threw you out using the F1. I don't think there was anything for him to grab onto back there. I, I think you went in there with the back of your suit already burned off. You you think the sleeves stayed on even though there's nothing connecting them in the back? Yeah. Well, you because think I was the, always yeah. shuffling them? Anytime no, no. I reached out to point to gum, I'd have to wriggle my hand so the you sleeve fell back down? You probably had enough of the suit on to sort of keep it on from the front. Okay. But the back, I'm picturing the column of the back already burned off. I'm not saying there's not a dragon in the Pastiano's kitchen. I just don't Uh think this happened to you. Sounds like you just immediately flipped around on Pastiano's (laughs) and don't think there's an evil villain there. No, I think it's a villain, but as I said, I thought it was a pasta ghost. Something weird that happened? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I, when I got thrown out, which I believe was responsible because of the man giving me the F1 shove and a dragon potentially burning off the back of my clothes, I was so frustrated and I had my bag of clothes that I travel with elsewhere stuffed behind a dumpster i took off that wardrobe threw it in a dumpster and stormed well i know that because when i went back the next day it was gone yeah that's how you know that i did take your half burned suit out of the dumpster hoping for a good costume for the photo seminar but right i i couldn't go in there just with my butt cheeks flapping so i took the suit out yeah but then my only option would have been to sort of wear it backwards. So it yeah. covered the back. Yeah. That was my plan. That's why I went back to get it. And something else on the front. Yeah. But that would look borderline crazy, I guess, to wear it like that. I disagree. But I'm still... How did he do the final throwing out? At what point did the back burn off if he still had you by the collar? Just the collar didn't burn off then? That's... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His hand was okay. Probably a little like, ooh, had to shake it warm. Mm -hmm. But the rest had burned from kind of the bottom up. Ankles torched. But then getting up into like the bottom of the shirt, it probably went up to like just below my neck, fully burned off. But your body was not burned. Only the clothes. That's the Pastiano's way, I believe. I'm not I don't think that's what they mean when they... When they say that's the Pastiano's way. <laughs> they they show in their ads all those pictures of flame and fire and stuff. Grill, just like you like it. I mean, if I had to choose how I'd like it to be burned off of me, that would be it. I didn't get my skin burned. I still feel like you can draw a really straight line between the two. <laughs> At malls, taking photographs of children saying, what a looker. Right. To then, however many years later, 10, 15 years later, Deciding to go into a women's restroom with no back on your clothes. No, I mean, it's up for debate still. With no back on your clothes, standing against the wall so that you're a half nude, waiting for Mary Lou Henner to come in. I wasn't waiting for her. Don't you put that on me. Well, aren't we all waiting for Mary Lou Henner in a sense? Of course we are. Of course we know her exact height and weight and when she comes in. And that that she never forgets anything. Exactly. And that Pastiano's is our favorite restaurant because she's a very healthy. So if anyone accidentally gives her some pasta, she wrote a whole book about health. Yeah. I don't know if you know about it, including a whole chapter on pooping. But she, yeah, she would go to Pastiano's because if, say, like her assistant thought Mary Lou's had a long day, I'll get her some pasta. This will cheer her up. Mary Lou was like, she can't tell the assistant she's not going to eat it. 
Oh. So she would go to Pastiano's to give it away because she's not wasteful. So she knew the, <coughs> the grift is what I'm going to call it, where they are stealing people's pasta. She knew it. And yet when she was like, say, waiting in line with people, she didn't go, oh, you know, they're going to steal that from you. Because I, I would have appreciated that. No. Can I ask the why you were waiting in line at Pastiano's? You don't just waltz in. A lot of people have reservations. Yeah, I'm, but, I'll but wait. Usually when you're waiting for a reservation, you're not in a line. I do. When you're waiting, even if there's no line, you wait and you, you just One wait in line. One person is a line. That's, I think that's not true. People come up next to me. Are you in line? I go, I am. And then they go, have you already ordered? Yes. And they go, do you mind if we go ahead of you? No. And then they go right around me. But they were technically briefly in a line. Is this at Pastiano's where yeah. you're doing this ordering? Of course I am. You're waiting for reservation and placing an order? I I, I, I'm going back to my theory that you never actually ate at Pastiano's, <laughs> that you only went there, no one eats there as a half-nude bathroom attendant Oh, that's crazy! to get a moment with Mary Lou Hunter where she didn't know that your back was unclothed. I'm not like her, and my memory is a little foggy, and so I'm having right, but trouble I feel like with little Most of details. us would remember whether we went into an opposite-sex bathroom. No, I remember that. Half-clothed on purpose because we got our clothes stolen and then burned the rest off. I remember they didn't have a chair and I just sort of sat with my, you know how you can wedge your back against a wall yes. and kind of make it look like there's a chair there. Right. And that, that's what I did. And then when the guy came. Now I'm thinking I do remember seeing you there because I do remember thinking that chair looks like a man. <laughs> People said that to me. And that I thought that was a novelty thing like, oh, their chairs, that it's funny to have a chair that looks like a man in the women's room. I... I think we can all agree that's very a very funny joke. To my credit, I didn't offer anyone to sit on the chair. Anything? No. The minute you or... say you didn't, well, you're coming at me. You're making it because mi- I didn't you... say that. I didn't say anything about the chair, other than that it was a very funny joke to have a chair shaped like a man in I, a women's room. I my I was trying to convince people there was an invisible box underneath me. You were trying to convince people. Well, a lot of people said like, who. <laughs> A number of women that came in. Okay. So you were talking to the women. Yeah. While knowing full well there's no suit on your back <laughs> at all. Try to play it cool, though. Oh, so now you've admitted it. Where did we drop the facade that a dragon burnt your clothes off? <laughs> I went back. This has been a very successful <laughs> interrogation. <laughs> and I've really nailed this down. Yeah. I'm, gosh dang it. At the, the time, this is when I... Mm-hmm. It, if, I, if I'm honest, this has happened several times. Okay. And so what I Wait. Would... <laughs> so several times you've had your clothes stolen <laughs> and the back of your suit burned off because of your own fault. And at that moment, you decided, I'll go somewhere and be the ladies room attendant. <laughs> several times. I'll not go somewhere. I'll go make my money back. And I know those ladies like gum. You can't get pasta. It was stolen from you. You want to chew on something. Boom, gum. So only at Pastianos, you have not ever, even while vacationing or something, had this happen and been like, I'll go do this in another restroom. It doesn't always occur to me at the moment. I've, I've, I've thought about it after I left, but I'm usually so full and like, what a nice meal. Pastianos, you got time to think because you're starving. Hold on. No, but but what I'm saying is I don't think you go to these places to eat at all. I think the whole gambit is you have this very specific, terrible crime (laughs) that you like to commit where you go in a backless suit and be a ladies room attendant. Again, attacking me. I'm not attacking you. I'm pointing something out, I think, to help you with your personal growth. If you went in there and asked them, 
does this man Pasianos. Okay. <laughs> they know me. There's a picture of me right behind the front counter. Right, because you're not supposed to go in. I can't go in anymore. Well, you know, I have some ideas for costumes. I, that's where we team up, and you're right. my friend, and you say, hey, what I, what the, the reason I got kicked out eventually, and you can say what you want about my clothes being burned off or whether or not there is a dragon potentially there. I tried a number of different, I thought the first time, you know what, they stole it because it was fettuccine. So mm-hmm. I went in with my colander boiling hot and dripping water, and I said, it's penne. And they went, oh, very good. Took it again, and I and I was trying to before I could. So the third time I went in, I had spaghetti, and I went, I pull, I pulled it back, and I went, no, 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 I want meat sauce. Is that possible? And they went, that's something we can do. Took it. I realized their language meant, oh, they could do it. Right. They weren't going to slippery. There's, there's, there's slippery. So <coughs> I, each time this happened, I go to the ladies' room, try to recoup my pasta costs. I get my clothes burned off. I throw them in the dumpster out of frustration. I come back, try to get them. And do it again. Can I point something out? Sure. There's a men's room. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but they don't like gum as much. That's statistically proven. 52% of gum chewers are women. That's a tiny little percentage. Tell that to the to big gum. Mm-hmm. I won't, but you could go in the men's room. You'd probably make like a little bit less. Yeah. I think the whole point of the excursion, you know they're taking the pasta, you know the back of your suit is gone. Right. And you go into the women's room. You you want them to take your pasta. You're asking for it when you go. And then you go into the ladies' room with the back of your suit burned off. The real reason is more psychological. My <laughs> mother protected me at the fair. Mm-hmm. A man stole my wallet. So I go in the men's room. I get fear. I think <clears throat> they're coming to steal something from me. Right. And I'm already without the back of my pants. I can't even pretend to holster a wallet. Right. Which so, I think is the crux of the whole thing. If you had never had your wallet stolen from your shorts crevice at that fair, mm-hmm. this compulsion to burn off the back of your clothes and go into <laughs> ladies' rooms. I don't burn them off purposefully. Of course you do. What? Who can stand that close to a space eater and know the exact calibration? <laughs> We're in the, the, I mean, the, the, we're I in the clothes are going to burn and your skin will remain intact. Almost no one knows how to do that. That has that's like a Dexter like no everyone years knows that. of practice. No, I have no idea. If you You're told me to the burn few. the back of my clothes off, I've never seen anyone but you do it. Let's poll a thousand people. I I would happily poll a thousand people. Okay, or and just I'm, call one person. Do you know someone we could call? I don't have anyone's numbers programmed in my phone. You don't have anyone's numbers. No. Should we call nine one one? I can do that one. All right, fine. Call 911 okay. and ask them if they think it's that if they've ever heard of someone who burned their clothes off because people call 911 for anything. Yeah, that's true. I don't think we'll get in trouble for this. I think you can just <laughs> do it. Just call 911 and ask. I'm looking up the number still. That's the, the number is 911. But I thought you had to hit like a 9 first. No, that's if you're in a business. You don't have to hit the area code? There's no area code for 911. 911's just the number. Zip code? No, a zip code is for a house. You can just you're avoiding calling because you know that they're going to say that's almost an impossibility. We've never had a call like that. I, I, Unless I, someone saw you do this once and called and said we just saw a man, we're worried about him. He burned off the back of his clothes because of childhood trauma. Yeah. And he's no doubt hellbent for a ladies room right now. <laughs> Or he'll oh, press himself against a wall. 
that you would even think. And try to get money from unsuspecting women who don't know I that have... he's a complete back nude. <laughs> you think I'm a full-time back nude? Not full-time. No one could do that full-time. Because here's the other thing I'm gathering from. Sure. Your description of the state of the pasta when you arrive at Pastiano's. <laughs> yeah. Hot, boiling, <laughs> dripping water. Yeah. You live very close to the Pastiano's because... If you attempted to go back nude across town on a bus, yeah, on your bike, yeah, I've done those. <laughs> then you would get arrested or detained. But when it's a quick jaunt, I know you live right by the Pastianos. That you're doing it on purpose, and you're going to Pastianos on purpose, and you're in denial about what happened to you when you were a kid and how those things are related. But unless you unpack your wallet robbery trauma you're not going to stop doing this and getting thrown out i guess my only question then is are you are you gonna do you do you get to officially book me or is this just part of your practice policing oh no i can't arrest you oh i'll I'll be leaving then i mean yes you've clearly committed the law no well (coughs) i mean i'm gonna let you go and i feel like a lot of bad things are gonna happen no they never do Oh, I mean, some would say they have. Well, what to me? Yes, you're to free the... to go. Well, thank you. You're welcome. It was, it was um, good luck in your policing career. Thank you very much. These Are Those Tapes is improvised and produced by Wendy Molyneux and David Huntsberger. For more information, please visit thesearethosetapes.com. <laughs>